Good boy. Maybe you can hear him panting. He's a hot boy. Hot you guys, dog. spring has sprung. It done sprung. It's here. It feels great. It's like that freaking scene in Bambi where all the flowers bloom and all the animals come out and get Twitter pated. Yep. I yeah. haven't seen Bambi in a long time. Me neither. Um, hi, Car. Hi, Ken. Hi, hi friends. friends. Welcome back. Welcome back. You guys know the deal if you want to talk to us. Uh, ever anytime at all we will always listen and you can email us uh, doingagood at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at doingagood um, because this podcast is called doing a good doing a good that's what it's called that's what yeah pretty much if you want to search it you just type that in to your you know Google search bar only three wherever. words and the second word isn't even really a word no it's just a letter so, so it's just a letter easy breezy you can't call it a word right oh my god do you, I don't know well okay Googling. Yeah. Here we go. We're learning something right out of the gate. Are A and I words or are they just letters? Those are really the only two, correct? Uh, yeah. Yeah. When used in a sentence, does it become a word? And then when, when you use it as a spelling device? Uh, a is both a letter and a word. Tight. It is an indefinite article which makes a temporary relation with its following noun in the sentence. In modern English, grammar article is called a is called a determiner. The word article has been derived from the Latin word articulus that stands for a little joint. Hmm. A and an generalize while definite article the particular sees a noun. Okay, I don't have any idea what I just read. Mm-mm. But yes, it's a word. It's a word. There we go. So A Button and I are words and letters yeah. when used in a sentence. Good uh, to know. Good to know. You know what is a sentence rule that has stuck with me all this time? What? In seventh grade, my um, language arts teacher. Remember how they called it language arts? Mm-hmm. Oh, never forget. Yep. Um, my language arts teacher taught us a rule um, called N-T-S-S-T-S-W. Uh, I might have gotten that wrong. The rule is... No two sentences start with the same word. Mm. Which... Uh, when back when placed back to back of each other? Just at all. It's like a means to help you grow your writing skills and your vocabulary. Okay. The, the rule was always like, when you're writing a paper, start the sentence differently every time. Oh. Um, Alex and I were just talking about this the other day, about the constructs of writing... And how, like, oftentimes what we're taught is actually, like, you can pretty much just throw it out the window. Yeah. It's like the toward and towards thing. Like, I had a a, um, teacher in fifth grade who was very, very adamant that it was toward. Mm. And we couldn't use towards. Like, if we wrote it in a paper, she would, like, put a little red mark through it. And it's like, you really, you can use it. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's, like, all of these constructs of language can be changed and reversed. Things are a lot more fluid yeah. than we are taught to be. I understand the, the, the learning purpose of that, you know, no two sentences start with the same letter. Sure. But that actually isn't a true fact about no, how to write. you can start a sentence any way you want. Of course you can. Yeah. 
But it's when it's I'm a creative decision. When I'm writing something and I'm reading it back and there are a number of sentences that start with the same word, often I or the yeah. or you know, basic shit. I I think about that rule and I'm like You're really breaking well, yeah. I'm gonna have to change some things. Breaker of chains. Uh speaking of language and its malleability, yeah. In eleventh uh, grade, as juniors, we had to write these really big papers. I forget what they were called. Somebody from Vashon chime in. It was a thing, and people yeah. like dreaded it all year. It was such a big deal. Yeah. If you didn't do good on the paper, you failed the whole class. You know, one of those. And it was like a research-based paper, and my paper was on um, the National Organization for Women and Betty Friedan. Okay. Uh, from the uh, like the feminist movement. Yeah. And. I had a sentence in my paper saying that Betty Friedan galvanized women using certain language and pieces of information to get people stoked. Okay. My teachers called me in and sat me down and said, you can't, um, this isn't a word. Which word? Galvanize. Oh. And I was like, um, it. It is. It is. It is a word. Um, But I'm 16. They're adults. So, and they pushed me on it. Yeah. And they were like, you know what? Let's go ahead and look it up right now. And in the dictionary they had, galvanized. It wasn't in there. It was in there as like a scientific or like a, like a chemistry or physics term. Sure. Um, And so they were like, see, do you see? You can't use that word. You need to rewrite the paper. And I was so upset because I was like, I don't, this was before Google. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know how to prove to you that this is a word. And how am I as a kid yeah. more convinced that this is a word than you? Also, are you positive there was no Google? Girl. What about Ask Jeeves? You know what? I don't know about Ask Jeeves. Did you have computer? I, I, was the I internet mean, around? Uh, yes, I did use AOL Instant Messenger. So there was Google. Or maybe not Google, but there, there, was, was, a, there was a search, search engine. engine. You know what? But it was not. Um, it was like not even an option that you turn to to right. to look up shit like that. I just I, I was like pretty sure that when you were in high school, you were using the internet. Theoretically, mm. you were using it to gather probably information for your paper. I remember reading books and microfiche. Oh, you yeah. remember microfiche? Um. But anyway, if you're listening, yep. which I know that he possibly is, I would like you to know, if you didn't learn by now, galvanize means to shock or excite someone into taking action. Yeah. It's a verb. It's a verb. It's a word. It's a word. For sure. It's one of those things that all of these years I've wanted to be like, listen, dude, it's a word. It's really like I've hung on to that. So. Can you... Um how how quickly can you get the information on like when that word was like what's the origin of galvanized because i'm i don't like want to question you know i know we don't like to expose dates here but i'm like whatever year it was when you were 16 it seems crazy to me that someone else wouldn't know that that was a -hmm. teacher especially I mean, I guess teachers don't know everything. Well, there is, uh, there are origin stories regarding the, like, um, regarding the administration of electric shocks. Huh. Uh, which is a 
different way that galvanized is used. Right. Uh, That's the one they were referring right, to. Right. Which was invented in 1836. Okay. But I'm not getting... Anything for the secondary usage no. of the word? No. Well, we'll look into it, because I'm, I'm curious. I, I want to know when the secondary... The, the non... Um, scientific or chemical maybe or i don't know what the word is i don't know either the mechanical yes yeah term came about yeah because i feel like it's it's been been around around. i know and i don't know why that why that was such a issue for them saying you had to rewrite the whole paper I, i had to rewrite that paragraph okay uh yeah it was like a 30 page paper crazy so crazy I had a 20-page paper in high school. Yeah. Maybe it was 20. I just remember, like, the length being unprecedented. What, what was your biggie on? It was for AP English, which okay. I also Ooh. was talking to Alex about this the other day, and he was like, you took AP? And I was like, yeah, bitch, I took AP. Yeah, I was advancing that placement, dude. I hated dude. it, uh, but I did take it because it was, like, the thing that people did. And also... Uh, that was my senior year, and the other English course was, like really boring sounding to me um and the teacher that i took it with was was amazing and so i i was like i i would really like to To, attempt to to get into ap so that i can be in a cooler or more interesting class um but it was on it was an end of year paper that you worked on like all year long and mine was on um i compared two kurt vonnegut stories to each other and I forget which ones it was because I mostly I didn't read either book and I spark noted like nearly the whole thing. Yeah, dog. Isn't it amazing how much I think one of the skills that high school gives you is how to do something with nothing. Yeah. Like it was Cat's Cradle and Breakfast in America? No, Slaughterhouse 5? Okay. Seems I think likely. those were the two that I yeah, wrote the paper on. Uh also in hindsight do you, I, I remember having to participate in class discussions on books that I wasn't reading. And like, in hindsight, it was so obvious when I'd oh, done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like when I'd done the reading versus not. Oh, yeah. Which. I think it's it's like half expected. It, it, I also think there's something to be learned in that experience as well. As a person who is not uh, like an academic, like I, I don't tend to, I have not in my past learned very well in like a, a traditional style uh-huh. of academic learning um and i feel like you learned in your own way like for me i learned in my own way that i could do things differently and still get the results yes it was like i you know i don't, I don't and yes maybe that's like cheating the system Is but it? Somebody uh, weigh in. I yeah. don't know. I mean, I did barely pass that AP class. Mm. Barely. Dude, I I did fine in English, but my GPA was so low. Oh, mine mine used to be, like, in middle school or junior high, it was so good. I was, like, straight A's, some B's, and then just slowly took a turn <laughs> as I, like, decided that I, I was more interested in, like... Life? Yeah, like, hanging out with my buds and yeah. being being in the um, social aspect of yeah. school was always way more interesting to me. Yeah. Which, like, duh. Duh. Who is that not the case for? You know, I, th- th- I had a number of, of classmates who... Who were, were, were very scholarly, like mm, very like yeah, loved right. to learn. Fair. I also know a number of people who did it because that's what you had to do. Right. Which I admire. I was like, I can't justify doing this. No. 
this this assignment has no relevance in my life. So much of high school for me just felt like jumping through the right hoops. Yeah. And that to me is like, that sucks. I, I, I had a good high school experience mm. ba- based on my social, you know, surroundings. But mm-hmm. I mean, I can't tell you. I, I. I'm sure I learned some stuff, but I can't tell you what those things are. <sighs> you know? I got a lot of life skills. Yeah. But I took a great film study class. Oh. Uh, I really killed it in pottery. What? You had film study and pottery in high school? Yeah. Cool. Uh, I took French for two years. Ooh la la. Je m'appelle. Kendra. <laughs> <laughs> That's about what, what I have to take away from Did it. Did you have to have a, a French name? I did. Celine. Which is actually Whoa. funny Whoa. that we, I've never <gasps> talked about that. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. She's your spirit she, well, she And I didn't even really like her back then, you know? Yeah, it was just meant to be. Yeah, it was. The writing was on the wall in um, French. In French. Um, <laughs> yeah. I took French in Seattle and then moved to Vashon and the only language choices were Japanese or Spanish, um, which is tight that Japanese was, was one it? of the two options. Yeah. But I took Spanish um, and we had to have names and my name was Paco. Whoa, that's tight. Yeah. People, my, I was like, hey, can I have any uh, name? Yeah. And she was like, I guess so. And I picked Paco and it really tickled her. Yeah. And she'd always go, hola, Paco. Uh. Um, <laughs> but then all these rumors started swirling about me because I'd picked a dude's name for mm, Spanish, which like school. fucking grow up people. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It, like I said, it's I a had a great time. Totally. But, I mean, obviously, there are a lot of things that I hated about high school. If anybody is listening and they're in high school, I just want to say, we actually, there's so much to say about high school. But in this moment, I want to say that I was told when I was a teenager that you will look back on high school as the best time of your life. False. And Yes. At the time, I was like, you have got to be kidding me. It's a falsity. It is false. It's not real. It does get It was better. a great time. Great there time. There were a lot of cool things that happened to me. And actually, for me, in hindsight, I I am able to recognize more amazing things about it than I did at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. But it's not the best time of your life. No. So just That is your 20s. Hold on. Maybe your 30s. Maybe your 30s. TB- TBD. Maybe your 40s. Who could say? Maybe it's when you freaking retire and you get to do whatever the heck you want Ooh, every yeah. day. Driving around in an RV. Also, that the whole theory of like, this is the best time of your life. Live it up because it only gets worse. It's like really stupid. And sad. Every part of your life can be the best time of your life. Yeah. Or the worst. It's sometimes it is both the best and the worst together. together. I frequently have been like, wow. Yeah. I don't. I think it's, it's putting so much pressure. I mean, I think the whole concept of of school. Uh, especially high school and then, you know, heading into college, the the amount of pressure that as a society we put on 16 to 18 year olds is yeah. insane. Yeah. It's insane. It's so much to, that you just are, you know, you're told to do it this way because that's the only way that it's going to work. And that's right. the way that everyone does things. And it's like, and yo, that's just not the truth. The way your brain and body is changing is so crazy. Yeah. And like trying to navigate that while being doing the high school bullshit. It's it's a wild not time. to discredit the fact that like it's important. It's Im- those years as a, you know, as a formative adult or pre adult, you know, learning being able to be in a room with people and working together or working solo and learning yeah. and whatever. It's it's all 
important. Totally important. I'm not. I'm not saying like we shouldn't have school, but there's a lot of things that that are takeaways from it that are less about the the knowledge and more about the social experiment of being yeah. in school. Yeah. And the idea of mentorship, I think, if you're lucky enough to go to a school where you get some one-on-one attention from a teacher, which I know is not true for everyone. Mm -hmm. I I went to a a really big high school before I moved to Vashon, and I I was invisible. And Mm -hmm. I had, like, my frickin' science teacher wouldn't even notice if I wasn't in class. Which is crazy. Yeah. Also, some. Oh, go ahead. Some people do fine in that kind of environment. And for me, it was like, I can't, I... I, Well, the accountability was low and you needed to be held accountable. Yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say? Just shout out to teachers. Like... Oh, y'all That's a hard-ass fucking job. Yeah, dude. It is. It's crazy. You know, like, like as as we were just saying, the the pressures of being a, a young adult are huge but the pressures of being in charge of those young adults the shepherd of the young adults helping them yeah. shape their you know their adult lives mm-hmm. at that age when you know teenagers are the worst the worst it's, it's it is a job that is very 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 difficult and i think undervalued oh and underpaid yeah i admire people who can dedicate themselves to education it is so wild i wild is like i was like i don't even know what word to use there's so many things right yeah and i will say i think i had a i just i just had a thought poof poof gone is poof there there it went (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh speaking of um high school we just got an instagram message asking about if um, we can DJ a high school dance, absolutely oh, yes. Oh, sign me up. I'm, wow. I'm very hip to all the hot new songs going on right now, so I'm ready. Kendra's fingers are on the pulse. They're Always. wrapped all the way around the pulse. Mostly thanks to our friend Rebecca. Yeah. To be fair, um, my fingers are wrapped around her pulse. <laughs> <laughs> She's telling me she is what the to pulse. listen to. She's the pulse. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got We got an Instagram message asking about where you grew up. Saying that in a there was an episode where we were talking about taking ferries like the to Bumbershoot and they were like, she was like, well sometimes your um, voices sound the same so maybe it was car and right. she was talking about Vashon but can you clarify for everybody where uh, where you grew up? Polsbo, in the uh, Kitsap Peninsula. So you take the uh, Seattle Bainbridge ferry, take it on over to Bainbridge Island. You just take a hop, skip, and a jump off the island. Mm-hmm. And then you're in Suquamish, which is actually where my family lives now. But I grew up in Polsbo, which is just, it's on the Kitsap Peninsula. Okay. Yeah. Can you clarify for me why, see, when I moved to an island, it was an actual island. Bainbridge, not an island. Not technically. And it's, and Kitsap, the peninsula, nothing on the peninsula is technically an island, right? They're all connected? They're all connected. Bainbridge is... Uh, I believe Bainbridge is technically an island. It just has a bridge. <laughs> okay, but, but I yeah. but but I think that that's where the definition of it becomes strange because if it has a bridge, then it, is it an island? I think and so. Also, that was always like a big thing because Bainbridge and and Polsbo like, rivals, the, respective schools were all, always rivals, mm. and so. So we would make fun of them for saying they lived on an island and they didn't. But I think. T- 
technically it is. I guess I'll pull up a map and like yeah, zoom out, do some zooming. Let's learn another thing. Um, I love how much we're learning it is. something. Every yeah, week. it's technically an island. It just has a it has a bridge that connects it to the rest of the peninsula. Got it. So, but but Polsbo is not an, like the peninsula is not an island. A lot of people get confused about that. They're like, oh, you lived on an island. I'm like, no, I lived on a peninsula. Yeah, I'm looking at a map now. It's um, okay. Bremerton also not an island. No. And Bremerton, actually fairly far from Polsbo. It's a, so that's south of the oh, Kitsap Peninsula. All right. Yes. Yeah, so Bainbridge, far enough from Seattle that you got to take a ferry, but close enough to Suquamish and Polsbo that you can have a bridge. Yep. Cool. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, also very close to Southworth. Um, Manchester, but there's no bridge there. Wait, what's, where's Southworth? Um, here you go. So at the south end of Bainbridge. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I don't know why there's not a bridge there. We used to have, um, so the... There should be a... Well, actually, I mean, I guess if you zoom, it's actually, it would be kind of a long bridge, but... The ferry that goes from Seattle to Vashon um, also goes to Southworth. And the worst was when you, it was it late enough. to stop. Yes. Late enough at night that yep. you had to go to Southworth first. Yep. And a bunch of Southworth kids came over to Vashon for school. And there was like a bus that would take them all over. And it was like uh, always a thing like, well, you're not they're not really from Vashon. They're Southworth kids. That's rude. I know. But I know it wasn't like a rude thing. I don't know. It was just pointed out. All Vashon yeah, is pointing, weird, man. But pointing it out is like in itself. Like, why does it matter? I don't know. I was called the new girl for over a year. That's insane. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's, it's a unique place. It's a weird place. It's a weird place. You know what else is weird? And what? I wanted to ask this. What? Um, so, as you all know, we do... Uh, we do hashtags on our Instagram posts, which is mostly like an experiment. I'd say that there are some benefits to it, but overall, I don't think it really matters. But this thing happens where we'll get a bunch of people following us. Yeah. And then they all unfollow. Yeah. It's not, it's it's a, it's a, it's an app. Is okay. So people are not actually doing that. It's not themselves. like you and me going through and being like, okay, we're gonna follow this, we're gonna follow this, and tomorrow if they don't follow us back, we're gonna unfollow. It's not but like- sometimes even like the other day, this guy followed us, and he was a bartender, and I was like, oh, cool. So we, I followed him. We followed him back, and then he sent me a message, us a message yeah. saying, thanks for, hey, thanks for connecting, and then he unfollowed us. Yeah, because I looked at that message and I was like, car, because it's just a, it's like a trap. It's like a it's a it's a trap and probably all of that was set up by a, like it's a system he probably okay, so didn't type that message so you have so like there are apps or whatever that will do all programs that for you? yeah okay i know this because i did it for a while when <gasps> i was in a band so okay so the people the people who the account is for do not have a role in deciding who they're following or unfollowing. Um. So when I used a, a, a program like this, which is so funny. I'm just like so naive. I think that actual people are no. doing the actual work and no. that's so confusing. No. Okay. Also, I think the hashtags like are they so. The hashtags direct the yes. program. Right. Yes. Okay. So lay it on me. Tell me how this so goes. So when we were doing it. um. It, I don't even remember what it was like what the thing was called and I think maybe it was just a I think it was I, it doesn't matter basically we could set our reach for like okay so 
of the people that you're following every day it would go in and follow five of those people as long as in their bio it said it was they were from seattle okay and then you know stuff like that so you can like set filters on it essentially does it feel and then okay. if they don't then you can set a filter on like if they don't follow you back within x amount of days or hours or whatever then you automatic it automatically unfollows because the whole point is to just, it's all a numbers game. It's just to get your numbers up so that on Instagram, and then what ends up happening is it's so funny. It's like you get all these Instagram accounts like that bartender guy uh-huh. who like he probably has a, a thing set up and probably most of the people on his, like that follow him are similar. They have the same setup because it's like, it's this, it's a this trap. Would you say there's some cross-pollination happening? There's definitely cross-pollination <laughs> happening. Um, um, okay. Yeah, it's all it's all confusing <clears throat> and silly, but so I but I it's is the point of that it's to get followers. So it's, that it looks to other people like yeah, you're popular? Like holy shit, they have 5,000 followers. But it's not the point is not to actually get followers who are paying attention to no, you. It's, it's just the so number. that it looks it's you the number. look cool. A lot of the comments we get too are like when it's like great content. Yeah. That's not real. Yeah. That's like a bot that goes in that they're like, okay, we're going to follow you. Great content. And then in a day, if you don't follow us back, we're unfollowing. And I'm like, I'm not fo- I'll following you guys back. Get out of here. No, I wish that fake accounts would. Start. But they're real but they're accounts. Not fake accounts. Yeah. They're real accounts. So the Ben, do you think that there's in doing that? Did you experience that there's a lot of follower retention? No. So it just is kind of an ever-changing, like, you might get a 1,000 followers, and then you're going to lose all of them, but you'll get a 1,000 more, so it kind of stays the same. Yeah. Wow. Which is just so that if, say, I, who have not been botted by right. you, come across your profile, I'm like, wow, they must be really cool because wow, they have so many followers. look at this small indie band. So I will follow them. Yeah, they have wow. 5,000 followers already. Did you, did you notice that doing that uh, yielded that result? That you got exposure to new possible I don't think real so. people. Also, wow. maybe I shouldn't even be saying that, I, that we did that, but it's too late. It's been said. Don't care. Over it. That is so fascinating to me. Um. So I don't even remember how long. I think maybe we did it for like a year. Mm. Tried it out. Wow. You guys are other people doing this. Let yes. us know. I want to know about. Oh, other it. people that listen. I was yeah. like, yeah, millions of millions <laughs> of people are doing this, which is crazy. It's crazy. Why does that? Yeah. I would rather have, I don't know. I, if you look at my personal Instagram profile, I have like 1,100 followers and about lot. 80% of those people are like not real because I have an open profile and oh. people follow me. Like it, in the numbers world, it's actually kind of sad if you look, I have like 1,100 <laughs> followers and then all of my posts get like 50 likes tops and you're like, what the, where are the rest of these people? Um. Which I don't know. I don't know why that's happening. I don't care. But yeah, when with the with the podcast, I'm trying to like reach new people, and it right. seems like it's sort of an impossible task. I'm. I don't think it's impossible, but it's it is a hard task. Yeah, growing a business is difficult. You guys, does anybody have any tips? Can you let us know? Yeah. Truly sincere. Doing good at gmail.com. or find us on Instagram if you're not a bot. Here, at doing a good. Here's the deal. We have a topic for today. Yeah. But we also really wanted to do the throne zone, but I'm looking at the timer here and we've really riffed and raft for a long time. This can be a little bit longer. Okay. Okay. So let's just get into the throne We're gonna zone. We're going to do the throne zone. Okay. I'm going to set my timer. You guys are in the clear right now. Don't worry. One, what do we decide? 10 minutes? Yep. 
going to turn on my little sound, going to turn my volume up. Okay, and welcome to, to, to the, the Throne Zone. Okay, you guys, episode four happened. It is coming in piping hot. Yeah. Uh, critically acclaimed to be, or, or pretty much widely considered the worst episode of the series, which we've I'm been talking about eyes. a lot. Um, I don't know about y'all. I think there are a number of reasons this is happening. I personally did have some issues with episode four, but let me tell you what. I really struggled with the fact that I have those issues mm. because I love the show so deeply and I trust the choices that they make. Right. And this was the first time that I was watching the show being like, I don't know if I agree with that or believe that or understand why you're doing that. And it was hard for the first couple of days, I was like, oh, well, maybe I just am wrong. Or I'm, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I like wasn't taking it in correctly correctly. or whatever. And the longer I sat with it and the more I started to hear what other people were saying, the more I was like, no, I guess my, the, my perceptions are kind of valid, but it really bums me out. Um, I don't think it's as bad as everyone is saying. It's not. You made a really good point. Lay it on me. About what my most frustrating thing about yeah, this season? Yeah. Here's the deal, y'all. My most fucking frustrating thing about this season is that is the viewers. Is every one of you guys bitching and moaning every week about how things aren't the way you want them to be. It's fucking Game of Thrones. Things are never the way you want them to be. Yeah. Give it some fucking time. Maybe there's two episodes left. There's three hours left of this show. Yeah. Like... Let's just cool our jets. Yeah, everybody's going to have a character shift. We were talking about the Jamie thing. So, you mm-hmm. know, Jamie and Brienne, they hook up. It's a it's a real interesting moment because it's, it's a character shift on both parts. And people have been uh, really rooting for that to happen. So So everybody wants them to hook up. Everybody wants them to be a thing. Everybody's like, finally, Jamie finds a, a woman who loves him for who he is. And Brienne gets the experience of being in a relationship with someone who loves her for who she is. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's this golden concept. And... They give it to you. They're like, guess what? Here you go. Here you go. We're just going to fucking pan feed it, right? serve it to you on a freaking silver platter. Right. We're not building up to it. It's just going to happen. It's just going to happen. And holy crap, you're so excited. It finally happened. Yep. And then because it's fucking Game of Thrones, they took it away, which is not surprising. Yeah. It's a bummer. I personally am I'm, I'm a big Jamie fan, so so I'm, I'm disappointed in, mm-hmm. in him, but mm-hmm. I'm not shocked. He's Jamie. He's a Lannister. Yeah. He loves Cersei. He, he, re- he. Also, I said that he. Um, when we were talking about it earlier, when he, you know, when he leaves her, he says he leaves her because he's like, we need to be honorable, and we said we would put, you know, this feud on hold and fight yeah. the war. Right. And, and now then we, we have, did, and we did it, and he did it. He left. He did what he said he was going to do. He yeah. true to his word, and he's going back to her. Do I love that storyline? No. Do I understand it? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think, you know, you're right. And I know I know that people were rooting for that to happen for them really hard. I personally felt like their connection um, was deeper than just, like, s- sexual tension. And so, to, for me, when they hooked up, I felt a little bit like that um, took away from the it cheapened the meaningfulness of their connection um 
I do think that uh, the pivot makes sense, but it all, one of the major issues that I have been having with the episode is that a lot of the choices that the show made happened very quickly and also seemed a little bit unfounded or out of character for the characters. Mm -hmm. And for me, the way that the characters dealt with the um, the events that went down yeah felt untrue for me even though the the exact plot points of like having sex feeling connected Jamie leaving like all of those things fine but the yeah the way that it was written to be dealt with felt a little bit out of character and I had a lot of those moments mm-hmm. in this episode one one we talked about earlier which is that uh, I felt like Tormund's character who is, I think, a pretty beloved side character on the show. I, I personally love him, but it seems like he's sort of a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. The It seems like the, the show understood how much he's a fan favorite and wrote him in that celebration scene to capitalize on the things about him that people like. And in doing so, it sort of uh, it, it, it felt untrue to his character. Yeah, I I think Torrin's character has uh, my one gripe about this season thus far has that re- really Torrin's character has felt really um, uh, just maybe just kind of poorly written. Yeah, I, and it's like I, one note. I get that he's yeah. funny and that's part of what's great about him, but that is certainly not what makes him a great character. I, and I, I uh, for me, I'm not. I don't. I mean, I think Torment is an awesome character. I've never been like. Fuck yeah, Torment is my favorite. I fucking right. love. It's like he's fine. He's Tor- right. he's Torment. He's done a lot of really cool shit. Right. Um. I I think I think he's he's an awesome awesome character, but he's never been a fan favorite for me. So, or like a, a personal favorite. So right. for me, this turn is not as devastating as it seems to be hitting everyone else. I'm like, it's fine. Mm. It's just Torment. Who cares? Let's go back and focus on the main characters. You right. know. All of the goodbyes at Winterfell felt like they happened really fast. That interaction between John and Gilly and Sam, I was like, "Oh wait, what? Oh okay." And the 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 way that that they showed John that Gilly was pregnant felt like I understand they are trying to put so much into so little time. Yeah, but I was like. Some of this just the way and like that and the way that Gendry proposed to Arya suddenly I'm like this is this is not to me right how these characters would enter into these moments even if they are going to have these moments sure um but it's so funny cuz like that none of that bothered me hmm like I mean I think Gendry proposing to Arya is like really silly because Can, he, uh, like do you know her at yeah, all? Yeah, at all. She's like obviously not interested in that. Yeah. I think that it was a moment I I think that what we're supposed to take away from that is it was a moment of he was on that he was riding this high. He had just been, you know, um named a lord. He yeah. he's finally received some some power, I mm-hmm. guess, and I think that he you know, he was it was an emotional response and it, it wasn't the right response and he should have thought about it more, but he didn't. Right. And right. also there's just not a lot, there's not enough time no, for him to think about it more. Again, the, the, this whole season is, it's really, it's really compact, but I, I think it's like, we all went into it knowing that we all knew it was going to be compact. There's not enough time to go into the nitty gritties of why exactly he did it. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe we won't. Yeah. 
I know my my list of things to talk about is really rather long, and I think it is a lot of stuff that people on the internet and uh, and other places have already been saying. So like we don't need to mention it, but it is hard to uh, I I didn't feel in episodes one, two, and three the way that I felt watching episode four. It, yeah, some people have been saying like, oh, the season is happening. Things are happening too fast. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, things have made sense up to now. Yeah. Uh, but I do think you made a good point earlier, which is that, like, why don't you wait and see how things resolve yeah. before feeling like it is uh, poorly done or, or has holes? Yeah, it's Game of Thrones. It's it, it will always it will always be hard to track because they they tend to hide information from you. It's a thing that happens. Yeah. Um, One thing that didn't sit very well with me and I'm wondering your take on this when Cersei killed Masandi, mm-hmm. um, Grey Worm just stood there. Because Grey Worm couldn't do anything. What, what was he going to do? They would have all gotten killed if he made one step. He didn't have a choice. It's like a Sansa moment. Like everyone's, mm. everyone's like, oh, why didn't Sansa do this? Why didn't Sansa do that? Why didn't, it's like, or, you know, from the earlier right. seasons. It's right. like, he didn't have a fucking choice. His hands were tied. Was he going to do rush the wall and they're going to fucking kill him and all the remaining sullied? Yeah, of which he doesn't have a choice. That whole this whole choice that Danny has made. Oh, she's she's she going to die, dude. It is bad news, dude. I did not think she was going to die going into the season, but I think she will die now. Mm. One of your predictions was that she was pregnant. With John's baby, right? Yeah, that yeah. was one of my predictions. It's a popular idea, but it seems like now there's no way that there's that no is time. Be... Yeah, there's no time for that to be a thing, which is fine. I I, uh, I was also hoping that was a prediction, but I was kind of hoping it didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, it seems like now, based on what she did in episode four, like there's no way she's going mad, dude. Oh yeah, she's a mad queen. Yeah, which is sad. It's, it is sad. It, I I think a lot of the story. Oh whoa, it's over, y'all. You guys, that actually scared me. I jumped. Yeah, she jumped. <sighs> Okay. All right. Well, everything is safe. No more spoilers. Spoiler zone over. Shall we get into the nitty gritty? Yeah. Hot topics. Okay. Let's dive in then. Hot topics. Um, so we've been talking about talking about some things for a while and we felt like it was time. Um, so we're not really going to, we're not sure how this is going to go. I think this is going to be a to-be-continued conversation, but we wanted to start it. And um, we're going to start it with a thing I wrote. Want to hear it? Here it goes. <laughs> Want to hear it? You don't have a choice. You don't have, well, well, you could stop listening. Yeah, fair. I guess that's true. Oh, Jerry's drinking water. I thought that there was a, like a... A leak? Le- yeah. No. We've been talking about talking about this for so long. Like so many big things, it's hard to know where to start. How far back do you go? How much do you say? Then, of course, the inevitable, why even say it at all? Is it worth it? Does anyone care? Is there actually a greater purpose? Etc. and so on. All of the unanswerable, unhelpful questions ensue. Because of course they do. Because that's part of it. Your mind is a hallway where the end keeps pushing back. A series of stairs overlapping each other like that famous guy's drawings. Is that MC Escher? I think so. All right. A radio with the dial tuned to all stations at once. 
And those aren't the best analogies, just the ones off the top of my head. And, and I won't, but I want to go back and rewrite them because that's part of it. Someone who tells me to stop asking those questions or slow down or tune some things out or just chill is someone who doesn't understand that's an impossible task. Someone who doesn't live like this. And for a long time, I thought no one lived like this. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Part of doing a good is being willing to know yourself or at least be open to learning. And we want to talk about that. It's important to talk about. One of the obvious hazards of living in a public space like this podcast is that once you say something, it's out there forever for anyone. And you can't choose who listens or what they take away. Confessing in public feels tenuous to me, mostly because professionally, I like to try for being honest, but remaining, for the most part, professional. It could be a liability to share things about myself that would prevent someone from wanting to work with me. Things that make me, quote, not good for their brand, or burdensome to collaborate with, or difficult to have on set, all of that shit. And I do think when no one knows who you are, things that may be revered when you're successful just seem dangerous. I think about having this conversation I can't take back and fear those things happening, but then that is part of it. In 2006, I started a blog where I spoke pretty freely, but I really didn't think anyone was listening except people who already knew my secrets. And while it's still out there somewhere, it's pretty hard to find. I tried digging it up for this episode and even I had a hard time finding it. Anyway, I think about the blog and this podcast and how maybe no one's listening, so what does it matter? But what if someone is and you're wasting their time questioning it and certainly no one telling stories is listening and even if they are, what does it matter? They're not hiring you anyway, but you do actually work and it's rude to your agent and the people who hire you to be so self-deprecating and the length of these sentences is killing everyone, including Kendra, <laughs> but you can't stop because A, that's style, baby, and B, it's just part of it. Sometimes talking about the thing, nope. Sometimes talking about talking about the thing is talking about it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So anyway, here we are. Here we are. It's 2019. And we aren't going to start from the beginning because we would all be here till 2020. <laughs> so we'll just start from the middle. Eight years ago, I was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. Uh, and that was one of the more important pieces of information I have ever received. I think to have a lot of the conversations that we want to have on this podcast, that is an important piece of information mm -hmm. for you to have. Um, it was an experience in my life that was... Uh, it was very difficult for me to understand that, and it took a long time for me to uh, learn about it and accept that it was true for me. But it also was a discovery that made me make sense to myself mm -hmm. in a way that uh, nothing had had done for me before. It was yeah. almost sort of like I. I was for looking the, in the mirror and seeing myself for, for the, the first, first time. time. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which is, is, is like a blessing and can also be very scary. 
Yeah, I found that um, when when this happened, um, I had started going to therapy, and uh, my therapist pointed me towards this discovery, and I was like, you know, it's <sighs> that is a thing that I think is real mm-hmm. and true for people, mm-hmm. but just not, but just not me. Which I think is a lot of people's reaction. Right. Um, I also... Oh. Got an answer? Say it. My agent is calling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, crap. Hello. Dude, we're we're back. (laughs) I swear about 80% of the time he calls me is when I'm doing the podcast i also love just you having to say my agent is calling (laughs) it's so douchey oh it's the worst it's the worst yeah i hate i hate it it's just who you are though i guess it's my reality it is i really didn't like telling people i was an actor for a long time because it felt so douchey it's a a horrible thing to say it is i'm an artist oh it's the worst it's the worst oh and also um extension of that i'm a creative yeah god oh okay it sucks anyway where were we um it, oh it, it talking was, about the discovery yes. of that um i had to learn a lot about what one what anxiety actually is and two what having an anxiety disorder actually means uh and what is happening in your brain and this was happening at a time when the conversation around it publicly around mental health was very different. Yeah. Um was it was it was not really not, happening. Yeah, kind of non-existent. Yeah. And to be told I think that you have a disorder of any kind um can feel hard to accept. I'm not I can't think of a disorder no. where you're like, "Ah, oh, tight. I yeah. got that." Yeah. Um so it took it took me a a lot of time and work to sort of come around to embracing that as my truth um and one of the things that happened that was really important for me was that it um I felt for a long time like I was the only person who lived how I lived right um I I would ask other people particularly in college if they felt the way that I did uh and uh, people would either say no right or I don't know what you're talking about right um and so I spent a lot of my adult life thinking that I was defective that I was a shitty human being that I was lazy that I was, in some sense, I, broken, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. Sure. And so to learn that what was happening with me was, A, a real thing, and B, I wasn't doing it to myself. Right. Was really uh, liberating. Yeah. The, the part about it that can continue to be challenging, and I, I hear this from a lot of people, is um, continuing to sort of accept that this is something that you have to live with probably for your whole life. Right. Um, I think the, it, what I, what I know now is that it's essentially like 
the the backdrop for a lot of my life or mm-hmm. the foundation of a lot of things mm-hmm. and before I knew what it was and understood it it was in control of my life right um and I want one of the things that we think is important about this podcast is to have a space for people to connect and feel heard and I think we've alluded to this being a part of my life for a while, but it has never been said and we needed to say it. Right. Um, and there's a lot more that we want to talk about. I want to I, I want to say more about it, but I started sort of writing out what this is. Right. And um, realized that, A, it's like a little bit bigger, and B, I had the impulse to not do this today and try to work on it until it was complete and perfect and that impulse came out of my anxiety so I really needed to not um go that route and work against that impulse because it's it's a large part of it's a large it's it's the it is the sense that it 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 is always there and and it is always present for you Uh and to resist is is making it so that it's not in control of you right and it's really easy to lean into that when it's you know it's your fear it's the anxiety Mm -hmm. and they're saying it's not ready you're not ready but that whole thing is just i don't want to say not true because that feels unfair it feels like belittling to you and your experience and your feelings with Mm -hmm. it but but it's not it doesn't have to be the reality. It can be the reality. And sometimes to you, it might feel like the reality. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to be. The, you know, you can change the reality of, of the situation to say, like, I'm just going to talk about it and we're going to see what happens. Yeah. And I think that, that, do, that doing that is, you know, challenging those anxiety, you know, trigger moments. I mean, it can go two ways. It can either feel liberating and good or it can make you more anxious. Yeah. And I think that, it's you know, there's always that risk. Yeah. High risk, high reward. (laughs) Well, and I think one of the things that um, I've noticed as we've over the last year been like, "Mm, should we talk about this now? Maybe not. Is that it's sort of been built up to be such a big deal. Right. And I, I would always encourage someone else to own it as a part of who they are and share it if they want, but don't let it feel like such a monumental right weight and right. and we kind of i kind of gave it that weight like i don't think subconsciously though like right you know you you don't even realize you're doing it right um and i think in the beginning when i learned that this was true for me i talked to people about it a lot um and the response from the people who knew me was either yeah I know Hmm. or confusion are you just now learning about this right um and it was curious to me that that was something that was so evident to other people but not to me and also no one had ever said anything yeah um and I don't at the it actually the the so at the time I had to talk to people about it because I was trying to understand it Mm -hmm. and I understand it pretty well now, um, but there's something I almost have, I think, a sense of protectiveness about it. Yeah. It, 
my anxiety so um like deeply influences who i am and mm-hmm. how i navigate things mm-hmm. that i don't want to be flippant about it in uh walk me through that explain that um that it's not like saying um oh uh let me think it is a big deal okay in a way sure it's an important component of the person that i am Mm -hmm. um and i think when i see some of the ways that the conversation around mental health is taking place like on social media and um sort of normalizing the idea that people live with these things which is hugely important and something that um we will talk more about in the future but yeah um it it can be sort of dealt with like um like it's a you know a, a sprained ankle or like a bad day right like it'll get better yeah or yeah. like you know what everybody feels uh, stressed sometimes right um, well, I think this is where, and you were mentioning that you were going to talk about this, the difference in between disorder mm-hmm. and um, situational. Situational, Right. Um, I think there are some really important differences to acknowledge uh, between situational anxiety, which most people experience. Experience at some point in their life. Yeah. If not regularly. Right. Um, and, then, and then a uh, disorder, which is... Um, a totally different thing though the experiences of those things can have a lot of crossover sure um but i'm curating some information i'm working with my therapist on creating like the right way to sort of define those two things sure one thing that i will tell you from my personal experience is that um oftentimes there's a cause and effect to the things that happen uh, emotionally or physiologically sure with you um, for me, that there does not have to be. Um, I had before when I was younger, I had panic attacks and anxiety attacks every day. Yeah, and I didn't know what was happening to me, right. and so I just thought it felt all, the only way I could describe it was like I feel like I'm dying. Um. And that's what I would ask people a lot. Like, do you ever just feel like you're dying? Right. And people were like, no. what are you? No. Yeah. What are you talking about? Um, Which is like not an incorrect response necessarily. I, no. I, I think had you had this information now and you had yeah. this conversation with people, yeah. it would go way differently. Yeah. But I think if you think about when you're, you know, in your late teens, mm-hmm. early 20s, mm-hmm. the way that we navigate... Um, other people yeah is just so different than than when you are slightly older yeah typically maybe not everyone is that way i don't want to generalize but for sure you know i i think that yeah yeah. it's not the wrong response it just wasn't done right well and i didn't have the vocabulary or the language to express what i was asking right you know i couldn't ask the right questions um and in my in my discomfort with what i was experiencing i frequently did it at uh times that were not the right time to have a really serious conversation sure um so yeah i don't blame i don't blame anybody no i just um it is already such an isolating experience that to to be like trapped alone in the prison of your own mind and then also not 
not have anybody to sort of connect with on the fact right. that they're there with also, themselves as well. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Um. So, so one of the key differences is that there does not have to be a causality no. to your anxiety. And uh, additionally, sometimes your coping strategies just don't work. Over the last several years, I've developed a lot of coping strategies. Sure. And sometimes... Sometimes they work and sometimes, sometimes they, they don't. don't. And sometimes everything is really great in my life and I still... Um, I still can't put my shoes on. And it's not like um, I don't want to or I'd rather not. It's like I physically cannot. Yeah. And um, I don't want to, I don't, I don't mean to sound dramatic. No, it's not true. It's, it's, the, the, this, this taps into the conversation that we had before we started the pod where, you know, you were, you were saying you wanted to be able to be in control of the way that people perceive this conversation and you yeah. just can't. Yeah. So you don't have to sound, be worried about sounding dramatic. Maybe somebody out there might think that, but if they do, that's that's their own, you know, that's their own experience they're having with with the information. I don't think you sound dramatic. Okay. So you're good to go. Thanks, babe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, in, uh, it's just a reality of the of your your own anxiety disorder and no no one else's is going to be the same as yours right and every day is going to be a different day right and yeah it's it's you know i i it is interesting for me because i don't deal with a a lot of situational anxiety Uh i do on occasion um but it's it's far and few between and there's usually like something has incited it's definitely that. a yeah a, a triggered moment you yeah. know like a, a moment that happens out of something else yeah um but you know knowing you and and watching you in again dealing with seems like the wrong way to say it navigating yeah maybe um you know your anxiety is it's it, it is different day to day mm-hmm and sometimes I'm like, I don't, I, the thing I think on the outside that is hard is there's nothing, a lot of times there's not a lot you can do. Yeah. Um, as, as the, as the person who is not experiencing the anxiety, um, oh. except for just to, you know, listen and. Yeah. Tr- be available. Try to be available. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, ch- it's, and that's challenging. Um, I think e- I've worked very hard on uh, asking for support or help Mm -hmm. and sharing what's happening with me those were not things that came easily to me and yeah um it's also something i know that i have to do now right but it is hard to manage the guilt that you feel about sharing that with your loved ones when you know that they can't do anything about it you know like so many times i've told you where i'm at or what i'm feeling and right and i'm like well you just you're just like making her day a bummer there's nothing she can do about it and now sure. you're just giving her all this shitty information sure and you're being a shitty friend hanging out with her well not that but <laughs> but i mean i think that's I, I i think that's the whole point of this conversation is it's like what do you do how how do you navigate it and what are the things that you can do for yourself and what are the things that people can do around you and then mm-hmm. you know 
the whole the whole reason we you know want to talk about this too is just is to give insight if you know someone who experiences this how can you maybe handle it? if you experience right. this what what are things that that you do that right that can be passed on as as information um or if something's happening with you that you are confused by let's talk about it i think Jerry came at some point and sat next to me, which is very comforting. Yeah. But now he's trying to lick. Stop licking, Jerry. Feet. Come on. He's anxious. Yeah. He, he is. He really is. Yeah. Um, we, we get each other. Yeah, you guys do get each other. Yeah. You know, there's a... I, I think that we need to share this information so that other things we talk about can make sense. Um, but also, like, if I... To me, figuring out how to get through your life, regardless of the obstacles that you have right. to face, is an incredibly hard task. Um, some days are harder than others. And it can feel lonely. And we just want to create a space where people feel like they're doing it yeah. together. Yeah. I mean, this this conversation, w- maybe you just listened to that and you were like, what's the point of that? But it, it's it's an intro. Yeah. It's an intro at the end of the episode. <laughs> to, you know, to... Uh, it's like... I guess I don't have the words for it. It's an intro. It's information that you have to have so that we can have more conversations with you. Yep. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And if anybody listening feels currently like their brain is trying to take them down, I hear hit you. up. Yeah. Yeah, we hear you. And also hit us up if you're comfortable. Yeah. If you're not comfortable, I get That's it. That's fine. And I don't... Wh- one of the things that I've thought a lot about is how, how much the um, the landscape of this conversation has changed in the last eight, four, two years. Right. And I wonder sometimes what it would be like for me to have this discovery if if it was happening right now. Um, I think it would be much better. Yeah. I mean, better is a hard word because it's going to be hard either way. Um, it would be... Different. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, there's a... There's... It would be more accepted, mm-hmm. I think. There's a little bit more, um, I guess, community around the idea of of it. I don't know. But if you're in that moment where you're, like, maybe starting to figure some things out and you're not sure, let's talk about it. And... Uh, there you go. I have my therapist is going to be sharing some things. So I can't wait. Can't wait for about that. you about a, uh, anxiety disorders. Great. I uh, are we gonna get a voice clip? We're we just gonna get a written. We're just gonna get an email. But you know what? I would love. I would love a voice clip. Or at some point, just have her freaking on here. Yeah, you think she'd do it? Mm, probably not. Probably not. Damn. Might be a breach of yeah it might be a conflict of interest yeah or is that a breach of security breach of, uh, um, in, in privacy yeah breach That's of privacy word. yeah and 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 what's that and animosity anonymity and what's animosity no that's the that's when you that's, don't like some something. yeah yeah that's bad yeah um, yeah, that's it. I mean, I guess that's it. Yeah, that we can Here we, we can, are we can definitely talk about this for a lot longer, but not today, not today. Yeah. Um, let us know if you guys want to talk about it with yeah, us if you want to participate uh, privately or publicly or whatever mm-hmm. doing a good at gmail.com or on instagram at doing a good you guys don't forget rate and review us like and subscribe 
um, uh, smash the like button, smash the review, do yeah. the ratings because, as Carly says every week, it helps us with our algorithms. <laughs> Something about yeah, our algorithms. We know Usually, by the time she's doing that part in the thing, I'm tuned. I'm not listening. Out. Yeah, I'm definitely no. not. And you know what? I I know that it helps, but I don't know how. It's just some. It's some science and math. We have stuff. gotten some good reviews lately, and if you are feeling nervous about writing a review, there's lots of good content on there for you guys to pull from. So yeah, you can just copy and paste. I don't care, copy and paste. Also, if you're feeling nervous, like listen, we just had that conversation, and I feel weird about it, and I'm gonna have to just sit with that weirdness. So if I can do it, you can do it. Yeah. Also, uh, if you feel nervous, you also don't have to do it. You know what? That's true. There's also That's that right. as an yep. option. Important. <laughs> Yeah, that's that really an important also a full blown option. That yeah, you, you, you just it's okay. Don't participate. Yeah, you can just walk away. Do you? Okay. Okay. Love you guys. We love you. Bye. Bye. Ugh. <laughs>